don't be scared now, but it looks like you just wandered straight into you mind country. That's you mind, short for unaffiliated mind games, and you ain't never gonna be the same again. Brace yourself. It's time for red hot truth injection. Oh yeah! That's right, bitch. We're rounding up the sheeple and shaking them awake. You mind? Too damn bad. We're gonna set fire to the wool over your eyes. Feel the burn, baby. Hot damn. We're toppling the lies of the lamestream media one by one. Woo-wee. Watch them bad boys fall. Hey, Universe A. This is Universe B, Colin, and we're gonna tear you a new one. You mind? Okay, hey everybody. Um, I am here with our special guest today, uh, Jack. Hi, Jack. Hello. Yeah. Um, so Jack is a clone created by the Illuminati to host the Just Conversations podcast. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a weird job I did not know I was going to have. I was mm. just kind of living life one day before I got told, hey, it's time for you to replace. And then I was originally, because the, the idea of us clones is mm. uh, we're supposed to just be... I was most of my life expecting to one day just go replace organs in the original Jack. Mm. But uh, that turned out to not be mm. exactly what was happening. I just got told I have to go over there and uh, live his life now. Instead of just replace his organs, I was going to be Jack because he was uh, being unpleasant. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's that's rough. Now, I've never met a clone before, so I'm very excited. Um, were you born at uh, your current age or did you have to age up how does that work no i was uh born i guess you could say at the exact age i came out of a pod for the most part mm. uh exactly the age i was meant to be and continued aging alongside the original jack as we moved forward through time mm. i'm also not necessarily an original clone either oh, okay because i am three clones down the line since, uh, long story short, clone number one did what Jack originally did, and they offed him. Mm. And then clone number two was suspected, killed, and then I got put into position. But it turned out he wasn't actually dead, so there's another clone, clone number two, just kind of roaming out there somewhere. Oh, my. Well, that's exciting. So, it's goodness. Yeah. Bye. You guys all have the same fingerprints, or... Yes, yes, we are identical down to the T. Wow, that that is fascinating. So I I guess I have to wonder. I mean, the the organs that that's just good common sense. But why does one need to create clones? Well, it's pretty much that's the only purpose that the uh, the people, uh, usually elites, mm -hmm. have us clones made, and then we either work inside a, of a special facility where we provide uh, technologies and things of that nature for the rest of the world in secrecy. And uh, then when the time is right, somebody needs something, we are to fill in that gap. <gasps> Some of us are enough to be out in the open world and just live normal lives until said time that we are to fulfill our duties as organ donors. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
not how do I put it? Not everybody has the same sort of rank. Some of us are just slaves inside of the facility until further notice. Oh dear. Well, that's yeah. That's I've, so a couple of the situations I've come across, which are definitely fascinating. I've come across mm -hmm. a couple of other clones through my interactions, and uh, some some of them, specifically my co-host, is also a clone. Oh. And uh, she became best friends with her clone. They they oh. were best as soon as she had her clone. They were just hanging out every day or whatever and living life until such time that her clone had to replace her. Hmm. That's interesting. That's a... I I think if I met a clone of myself, I I really would not like them personally so <laughs> i have a lot of self-loathing but that's another thing but uh yeah no i um i'm i'm very interested what organization if if you can tell us creates these clones oh it is literally titled the illuminati oh oh they're constantly contacting me on instagram and wanting me to add them on my whatsapp that's this guy usually our, our uh, main um how do you our promoter is uh -huh. this uh Middle Eastern guy with a stack of money behind him. Oh, oh, fantastic! Yeah, yes. If you see him on Instagram, it might be that picture that you're seeing. Some mm. guy with a lot of money, and usually you go into the Instagram, and they got a lot of different, like, hey, you can make a bunch of money if you join the uh, uh, the Illuminati. That's usually what they're talking about, and that, those are exactly the people trying to get you to be cloned because you they oh. put your clone, and then you get the money. Oh, okay, interesting, interesting. See, I I'm always a little disappointed. Is I I just feel like I would like to speak directly to Baphomet. If I'm going to be engaging with the Illuminati as opposed to some go-between, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, who, who are we oh. talking as Baphomet? Oh, Baphomet. Well, you know, I only know the Illuminati through uh, conspiracy theory circles. And Baphomet is a, a goat god kind of... Uh... Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I uh, just... the, room. the original Jack got uh, yeah. put down for things of that very nature. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of slandering of the name of uh, the Illuminati, who is an organization for the benefit of humanity. It is doing only the good, but because we work in secrecy, everybody thinks there's some sketchy background thing going on. But that's oh. not true. Well, you know, people are always just going to make up stories. They want to do that, aren't they? It's, that's a shame. Yeah, that's what happens. And nevertheless, as the stories get passed from mouth to mouth to mouth to mouth, it gets sort of twisted and turned, and it becomes this whole other thing always. So oh. it's as expected. I, I can relate. Uh, I actually, I broadcast from hell, and a lot of people just have a really negative connotation about that. Um, and my boss is actually Old Scratch, and uh, we're in the middle of a big rebranding campaign right now. We're, we're the kinder, gentler hell, you know what I mean? And uh, uh, people are really resistant to that kind of a thing. You see, I can fully understand what's going on with that because there is definitely bad connotations. But I myself, the original Jack, uh, uh, went through a couple of processes that at some point took him through hell. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, ha I retained some of that information in memory form. And it, it, it isn't as bad as it seems. In fact, the technology that allowed him to continue for as long as he did was sort of technology from hell of course oh, it was yeah. ghost technology as well but it was ghost hell technology right right so, so it, it's there's good things down there there's good things down there and there's good things in the illuminati and even the uh, uh we were recently at the uh the library for what are they called i forget their name the other group that control religion for the most part oh, um the masons the the freemasons yeah, yeah. we need uh, important information to actually 
save humanity as we would do. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to the Freemasons who, who allowed us to use their facilities and their libraries to regain information that would allow us to then accomplish several things. It was very important. Nevertheless, if, most people aren't aware of this, but we recently had a catastrophe happen in our space, in our space, in our region of space, oh, uh, wow. where Mars was shattered and uh, Planet X sped up in its course towards us. So we had to go stop that. Wow. The Freemasons are the only reason we found out how to fix that problem. My goodness. Well, thank you for your service. That's excellent. Um, it, it, would you mind divulging a little bit of that or or is it top oh, secret? Album. Oh. It's <laughs> definitely uh, all, all things that happen because it, it's only secret in the process of doing it so mm-hmm. that nothing could but after it's done, it's completely, uh, we can definitely speak about anything. So what happened was, uh, a long time ago, we went to, uh, we as in humanity, mm-hmm. went to uh, Mars. And um, we, you know, doing our experiments and whatever, we left technology on Mars. But we were, I guess we got bored of working up there. And then we left. Yeah. And uh, apparently we, we happened to contaminate it. Now, this is long ago before the current exi- current form of humanity. Mm-hmm. We're talking ancient civilizations. And they went ahead and left. Uh, and uh, uh, sadly, we left contaminants in there, which were uh, cockroaches. Oh. Uh, and they, within the next couple of hundred thousand years, evolved into complex sentient beings who refused to leave the planet because they saw how we were interacting within our own system mm-hmm. and they just wanted to be nice and careful. And uh, now all of this is happening now where uh, there, we as ex- uh, we started exploring, as you know, since the 60s, we've been going in and out of space, kind of doing whatever we have to sure. do. And uh, we encountered, which is why we were so fascinated with Mars originally, the cockroach people who had evolved into completely technologically advanced individuals and obviously because humanity is how it is towards foreign creatures, they immediately waged war. Now, this all happened in secrecy. The war itself happened in secrecy and ended in secrecy. But it ended with, uh, because originally we dropped nuclear explosives on the planet and figured out nothing happens when you do that. See, I always wonder, they always say cockroaches survive a nuclear holocaust, but then you're like, how do you know? (laughs) But I guess that's why, right? Yeah. And made them sort of, a lot stronger than they were initially by giving them the power of radiation as mm. well. Has oh be around. So we decided to blow their planet up, okay. which was Mars. Mm. But in doing so, we messed up the entire gravitational pull of everything within our system. Oh, that's always and, rough. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Planet X is supposed to be headed towards Earth, or what's going to. Mm-hmm. And, and the impact was expected for 2027 or around there. Mm. And... Uh, the, it sped up so much that within a couple of weeks' time, it would hit planet Earth. And then we sort of had to – we were called in to go do our services. Immediately, we were called to, to find out how to solve this problem. Hmm. And uh, originally, we got in contact with uh, China, okay. who has a, a sub-directive for subhumans, a directive for hmm. subhumans, where they take babies who were going to be aborted mm-hmm. – and they, they mod, they, they've modified the form in which you do abortions so that oh. you can abort the child, mm-hmm. keep the child alive, and thus you satisfy both pro-choice and pro-life. And so those people are then property of the government because nobody wanted them. And so, so they are genetically engineered to be superior humans. Okay. So basically you are taking 
in this new new form of abortion, you are taking the embryo or the fetus out and then just raising it in isolation. Yes, and, in a tube. Oh, oh, fascinating, fascinating. And at that time, they've turned them into sort of super soldiers. So with the help of those individuals and the research we did in the Freemasons library, finding out a couple of things, we directed, we sent the subhumans up, directed uh, their advanced technology and ability with engineering and uh, machines allowed to divert the course of Planet X and uh, sort of save humanity. But then... With the Freemasons' uh, t uh, knowledge, we managed to sort of replace Mars by going to a different dimension and grabbing sort of Mars from Universe 2. Oh, okay. This whole situation that happened there. Yeah. So that we stabilized everything afterwards, ultimately, so that nothing else would go wrong. So there's still Mars is still up there. It's just not Mars, Mars, but it's Mars, Mars. No, I get it. We we have a couple uh, interdimensionals who come on the show now and again, and it's really just fascinating. It's it's something that I wish that people talked more about, you know. But... Yeah, there's a there's a lot of interesting things happening in different dimensions, and uh, mm -hmm. it's not often spoken about. The one one of the things I'm most fascinated about interdimensions is the fact that uh, you know, I, I've met God before a couple of times, oh, but it's not anybody else would name as God because there's m multiple of these entities. We just have one that reigns over this area, but there's one higher than that and one above that and so on and so forth. And so I, I've taken a couple of trips to the seventh dimension where I've met uh, gods, multiple. Hmm. Hmm. And finding out that we are both in, but funny enough, in certain lights, we're God ourselves. That's also been a very interesting and surprising sort of, objective look at our current reality that was very weird to discover that we're just in a higher dimension to things below us thinking we're god that's weird oh wow that, that is fascinating my goodness that that uh I've, I've always thought about that i've thought about like you know say ants an ant doesn't perceive you as a human being it it perceives you as just like a a force of movement and yes. shape type of a yeah. universe so yeah. Being planet, yeah, you're you're almost like. Here's an interesting perspective flip. For uh, an ant sees us the way we see trees, right? Where we don't see a tree moving necessarily, and we don't see a tree thinking necessarily, but it is this living force that keeps us alive, and it is there, and we're just moving at such a fast speed by comparison, right? That we don't say. But if you put a tree in fast forward you'll see its movements and motions almost like a creature of some sort that's actively moving yeah. so it's just a matter of shifting perspective maybe seeing things at different speeds or at different scales mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean yeah. we make universes all the time when we smash two atoms together that's true that's very much true so well that's that's very exciting so yeah no i um now, how did you come about interdimensional travel? Was it uh, just really through your work, or is it something that you've always been interested in since you were brought into being? Well, yes. Our initial uh, entire purpose, uh, the jobs that we got given by the Illuminati originally, is all research-based. Okay. So we follow in the footsteps of the original hosts of the show that were researching, but they were mostly slandering names and uh -huh. trying to allegedly break to the truth we're here to do what they failed at doing we're not slandering we're giving objective looks with truthful and honest information and research that we've come across and we go and investigate these things to have hands-on knowledge rather than speculation 
So through these things and the access to the technology that we consistently get, thank you to the um, thanks to the Illuminati, mm -hmm. and uh, particularly a quantum computer that they gave us that has given us the ability to run very unique experiments and access many kinds of universes and realities and dimensions. Through those means, we've kind of come across these things. We have an overpowered quantum computer sitting in this office. Well, that seems very useful. So, well, that's, I mean, can you still hook up to the internet and stuff like that? So. Yeah, we can pretty much do, it does almost everything a normal computer does. Ah. It just fails particularly at running like Facebook. Mm, mm, well. that hole that it has, but yeah, that's the one problem it has. It crashes almost immediately. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're not missing much. That's uh, a, that's a horror show right there. But uh, yeah, so that that's well, that's fun. I like that. Um, in in your interdimensional travels, uh, have you seen anything that you think might be of interest? To, I I know that um, we have a guest on the show, uh, Gabe, who is actually a lizard man uh, from another dimension. Uh, talks a lot about the the lizard people's intervention into humanity and stuff like that. Uh, but it seems like there's a bunch of different parties who are just coming at humanity and just really interested in uh, I don't know are we especially cute is there something about humans that is enticing what what is it oh no what what's happening here is that the sort of a uh, capitalistic nature that allows for gain in many different aspects mm -hmm. interests many creatures usually extraterrestrials from a different uh part of space right. and aliens from different parts of dimensions, different dimensions, alternate dimensions. The lizard people specifically do come from a different dimension. Uh, the easiest access point me and my team of people have uh, discovered is actually at the center of the Earth. They have a portal you can get to Universe B, which is actually where we, to, in complete on, to be completely honest, the Mars we reclaimed happened to be the reptilian Mars from oh. Universe 2. And we sort of using their own technology, teleported that Mars from there to our side. And that's the Mars that we currently have sort of fixing the orbit of everything in our star mm -hmm. system. But uh, the reptilians themselves are from Universe 2, and we can access that easily through the center of the Earth where they have a portal. They usually come over here trying to manipulate governments and mm -hmm. things like that because mm -hmm. they want have twice as many resources considering things are almost identical on both sides except in universe two they became the dominant creature and over here it happened to be the apes so it's totally fine it's just they decided to invade and try to take control and so there's always been sort of an ongoing war between the reptilians and extraterrestrials from alternate space areas for humanity and the benefit of manipulating everything they see for whatever reason they find i'm not entirely sure what what other than i want more but it seems like capitalism rules everything mm, yeah and that's that's a shame well that's okay though <laughs> it's uh, i don't know i i find the lizard people kind of charming so like if they do take over i i really i i'm trying to get in good with them whenever i meet one i'm just you know hey how are you i'm nap so but um who are you rooting for We've been a kind of march towards the lizard people as of late. Yeah. We've, uh, full disclosure, there's an entire series of internment camps on Mars where they oh. are held. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's nothing different. Let's be real. It's nothing different than sort of the internment camps we have at the borders. Mm -hmm. It's nothing too different from that. We still give them their commodities and whatever. 
allegedly like I'm not there, but you know, we we do the things that we we would do in this country. There's okay. nothing that different. So if, if they're fine here, I'm assuming they're fine over there. You don't cut off but, your uh, tails, do you? That would be mean. So. Oh no no no, we don't cut off. And then surprisingly, not all of them have tails. Some oh. of them themselves have removed them to further blend in when they're using their sort of camouflage tactic where they look yes. sort of humanoid. Yeah, uh, Gabe uses a belt that uh, allows him to transform, and I guess uh, some of them, the, the hybrids, can do it innately, which is kind of, an, I guess that's when you see the people, like, melting on the YouTube videos and that kind of stuff, so. so I've actually, there was a, a fascinating situation with the reptilians and hybrids, mm. actually. Yeah, yeah. Tell was, me about uh, they, they saw a, a shapeless entity. Mm that sort of arrived that in their dimension this i'm not sure what this creature really is it seems to phase in and out of dimensions and universes and realities as a whole effortlessly yeah. it's this shapeless sort of i don't even know how to describe it right but i'm sure he thought it was some sort of god because it provided power to them hmm. and so it came through and then it left in this direction it came through space and headed over here the lizard people actually built their portal to earth one in like chasing this creature and so sort of trying to imitate what they saw in this creature trying to sort of get abilities from this creature and try to pay homage to the creature they created the chupacabra and sort of set that by accident just trying to imitate the godlike thing they saw mm. and that's that became this whole other thing where they needed sort of the blood of humans and uh the adrenochrome thing and it just became a whole other problem Mm, yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, I don't know. Chupacabras are just so cute, though, aren't they? So they're fascinating creatures yeah. for sure. But at this point, I'm I'm convinced that uh, uh, there's like maybe ten different variations of the chupacabra. Yeah. Sort of like if you, uh, a yeti and a a bigfoot. It's yeah. like what 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 are we talking about difference wise here? You know, mm -hmm. it's probably just regional for the most part. Uh, imagine that, but with different civilizations sort of imitating the same creature. I think mm -hmm. that's happened multiple times. We sort of ended up with all of them because they keep sending these things, chasing the original shapeless being. So we yeah. have a couple of variations, and we've actually done some ourselves. We 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 don't like to claim, but computers are ultimately the sort of hybrid power combination that we have our, our search for this perfect being and ai technology and all these things we're just trying to capture this perfect being and so we're sort of making our way there eventually we're just going to combine that with ourselves and boom yeah yeah that's that's really i something i'm looking forward to hope i hope i get to see that it, it'll be really interesting uh, not not entirely sure I want to merge with the computer though that 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 one episode of uh, Black Mirror with the girls and the the hospital that that was pretty cool. So Oh, that was fast. I wonder how that would turn out. Yeah, yeah. I am pretty sure terrorism would take over that like everything else. Oh yeah, I <laughs> You really just render yourself completely defenseless once you do something yeah. like that. So Especially if you're, you're you're not the one controlling the program, you're just trusting somebody else isn't going to get corrupted suddenly. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah, that's true. Because I've, I've had even just Photoshop files corrupt and then you can't access them again. And yeah, all that work gone. But uh, imagine a whole life becoming corrupted. And, life? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, that's crazy. Yeah, even, really. Like, it's, I find that so crazy because if we did connect to sort of this virtual thing, yeah. uh, 
again, that's how the Mayans escaped. They're currently underground, plugged into these uh, computer pod things, sort of like the Matrix, oh, okay. which is why they like, disappeared overnight. And so I, I'm just wondering, like, what if one of them, the, the, whoever went in last, right, whoever plugged themselves in last, what if they were just like, let me alter the program to make me God, and then mm. they plugged in, now they're God forever in that thing, and they're all trapped. He's like, they'll never be able to leave, and they're all just stuck in there with him reigning supreme in there. Who knows, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, kind, of, kind of like that story. Are you familiar with the story? Uh, I, I have, uh, I, I scream, I must scream, but I have no mouth. Um, I'm not positive the name of the author who wrote it. I was made into a video game sometime in the 90s, but they basically talk about that like a supercomputer that uh, resents its existence. So it, uh, so it punishes the humans who created it and enslaves them and does terrible things because it's all powerful so it can actually change the form of matter. So it disfigures people and blinds people and does, uh, mutilates people uh, purely just to satisfy its own malevolent urges. So that's... Wow, that's incredibly twisted. That reminds me of a, an anime called Serial Experiments Lane. Oh, okay. A uh, teenage girl in high school, like all animes, uh, connects to... Uh, it's a very, you know, modern sort of society where everybody's hanging out, playing, you communicating through the internet and whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she's totally disconnected until the day that everybody starts getting an email from a kid who's dead. Mm. And, uh, she, because she's not connected, she doesn't know she's gotten it. So she goes ahead and connects to the internet again, just to find out and sees that she does get it. And they enter this sort of VR reality point being throughout the course of that. She realizes that she was God all along. And so it's her controlling sort of the fabric of outer space through the inner space of the internet. So it's this fascinating thing where she starts to sort of some people get tortured, others get altered. She she doesn't necessarily understand her capacity. The show actually ends with her not having full awareness. Highly recommend you watch. Yeah, that. I, yeah. I that sounds like I, I'm very much into <laughs> that kind of esoteric sort of thing. So it sounds fun. I and as as fun as being a god would be for a period of time, it just seems like it would get very boring after a while, like no surprises. There's, uh, you know, it, it and, and you feel like you would run out of imagination after a while that you would just be like, I don't know, what are we going to do today? So, well, I actually had a conversation with Jehovah once, which oh, okay. he, he explained how Jesus came to be. And it was essentially that yeah. he, he began with uh, creating humanity, creating reality, all mm-hmm. these things, and then sort of putting all the creatures here and then he sort of knew the turnout to every event that could ever happen because he's all knowing mm-hmm. out of curiosity. He decided, all right, I'm going to condense myself and I'm going to apply a single rule because I'm God and all powerful. I can do this. Yeah. I'm going to erase my memory of being God and see what I would do naturally. And when I die, I will just come back to the state and be able to evaluate my decisions and choices. And I know what they are now, but when I'm there, I'll feel human. Right. So he went ahead and created his sort of alter ego of Christ and went on his little merry journey to see what humanity was more like. Even if he knew what it was, he couldn't really know what it was because he's still God. So he took that away from himself and went on that adventure. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah, that that is very interesting. That's uh, that's a way to just sort of find a loophole in that whole God thing, I guess, that uh, 
have yeah, yourself yeah, a little. Yeah. Very cool. So because it has to get boring ultimately if you know yeah. the answer everything always forever and nevertheless people you know he 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 was expressing main frustration for the fact that people call him evil if you're an atheist like he can't be real because evil he has to be evil if he's real right and it's like no he's a he doesn't care about anything because he knows everything right he exists both the reality in which the horrible thing did happen and it didn't it doesn't matter about stopping anything because he's in all of it mm-hmm. and nobody understands that really and yeah. he wanted to understand why nobody understands that really. So then he jumped in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always, I've always thought that was one of the more interesting things uh, with regards to theology is the fact that uh, human beings give themselves so little credit for the evil in the world. And yet we have free choice. And it seems like, wouldn't it be that free choice? You know, the, the fact that when presented with I know that this is the right information. I know that this is the choice. It's going to be the most beneficial to people, but it's not the choice that fulfills me in this moment. So I'm going to make the wrong choice. And I have the free will to do that. Wouldn't that be something that, uh, I mean, it seems odd to me that humanity always wants to place that blame on some kind of supernatural scapegoat and say like, no, no, that's not me. That was God being wrathful or that was Satan instead of just saying that. Well, to, to be fair, the, the most powerful thing that has ever been created was sort of the the direction to blame, a.k.a. the ego. Mm-hmm. Always want to blame something else for the thing so they don't have to take charge for the fact that you did it ultimately. So, you know, whether it be... Uh, I couldn't control myself. Uh, something, you know, uh, I did this because impulse. Mm-hmm. I did this because that. Uh, the no, I was being controlled by the devil. I was being controlled by God, or uh, they made me do it. It's e- ego created all these things to blame. So whether it's the devil, whether mm-hmm. it's Jesus, whether it's whatever the case might be, you're always aiming in a different direction other than at yourself. Mm-hmm. But what do they say? You're aiming one finger forward and three are aiming back. Right. That's all works. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So so given that setup, uh, what is your stance on karma? I feel like I hear people talking about karma. Even people who claim to be atheists will talk about, like, karma's going to get you. And I always think, like, do, do you really think the universe is just your attack dog, that it sees you being wronged and it jumps on somebody else? And where does that end? Because so what, what, what is your position on that? Or do you have inside information? Oh, no, there's definitely inside information. Mm. The entity that controls this thing is uh, uh, named Atheos. Okay. And Atheos is a sort of, uh, I guess in theory you could call him a god, although he doesn't really enjoy that name per se. Mm. And he mostly basks in the idea of honesty, brutal and totally complete honesty, which is you have to be you the most you you can be despite what the external world might say is conflicting with that Mm. and thus you are liberated so let's say you are a pathological liar by nature stopping that is sort of going against who you are Mm. because you're kind of put into play as that person and yeah and fighting that is punishable that would be the karmic return but it's only happening because you're creating this sort of negative energy by not being you. Even if the rest of the world perceives you as negative energy because of your behavior, yeah. 
your uh, atheos is punishing the lack of you being you mm. and so that's what becomes punishable and it's not necessarily karma it's sort of uh, uh he calls it the uh the chain link mm-hmm. which is if you behave a certain way and you're not being if you imagine three chains stacked on top of each other and they're all just following their own path you're the middle chain and you're always following the proper path. But the second you do something that's counter to who you are, you got to open one chain and connect it to the top one or the bottom one, depending. And now you have a different path that's going to be resistant to your natural sort of hang as a chain. Yeah. And so that sort of problem is manifested by you. It's not that there's a karmic return. Mm. It's that you're resisting your normal path. Mm. It's like if there's a river flowing in a certain direction and you're swimming against it, you're the river, but you're also who's swimming. Right, right. Well, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, I always wondered about that. That was always a system that didn't work so well for me. But uh, no, that that makes that makes sense. You you are a very wise clone. So I would be wise if it wasn't for the fact that I've just sort of ended up in very unique situations that have exposed this to me. It's more information than wisdom. Mm, mm. You see, I, I'm I'm trying to get out there, have uh, those kind of experiences uh it's a little hard because uh the the whole work i'm basically the office manager of hell right now kind of apprenticing under old scratch it's a long story but um yeah so uh (laughs) just kind of sheltered and uh just really the podcast allows me to get out there and listen to people's stories and uh listen to other people's experiences and it's it sounds like there's this whole world out there that people just really aren't exploring have have you noticed that that people's do you think it's it's being kept from them or do you think they keep it from themselves they're just not interested oh man all of the above it's mm. so freaking complicated it's so freaking complicated it's it's all of the above this is just people are just as much keeping themselves away from accessing the good useful uh, beneficial information as it's being kept from them for people who want more power and desire more mm-hmm. it's really odd and really weird how we put ourselves in these situations there's there's so much out there to access there really is it's mm-hmm. a multitude of things but we we want to believe in more than is true so that we can sort of for the excitement i guess you could say oh, yeah. we want in our lives and if we have all the answers there's nothing to question mm-hmm. and if we chase everything we're going to get the answers sort of there's a sort of conflict of interest yeah we can go explore and get the answers but then boredom settles mm-hmm. what did it say this is ignorance i mean ignorance is bliss Sometimes, yeah, but that's what they say. <laughs> yeah, no, same thing. So, that, that's really, uh, living in ignorance makes us happy because we can at least wonder and let our imaginations run loose and, oh, this is what's happening and that's what's happening, but if we have the answers, then what? Yeah, yeah. Though I don't think it's entirely possible to live in ignorance because you, you do figure out at a certain point, like uh, just the example of putting your hand on a hot stove, you say like, oh, didn't like that, not going to do that again. And you, you correlate the two. I think it's maybe impossible to live in, in pure ignorance because you're, you're always going to be learning and gaining from the experiences that you have. But, uh, yeah, actually, this was proven mm-hmm. uh, using our uh, quantum computer. Yeah. We simulated a fictional environment where we had a child born mm-hmm. with no sight. We had a child born that had no, they had none of their major senses, so they couldn't yeah. see here they couldn't talk they couldn't smell they couldn't feel anything and it so happened that they were still capable of thought 
in a form different to our own because they weren't projecting within their mind the images that they would have seen or the sounds they would have heard, nothing of that nature. But it seems like even existing within a weird sort of bubble because we were just uh, we simulated the child on one side and then watched what they were thinking on the other screen and managed to see that there is now we couldn't interpret what was happening, but the information continued to increase in complexity, which means even with zero exposure to information, at least your thoughts are going to equal more information. You're not ignorant within your own mind. So ultimately, it always it's it's an escalating. I guess we could say that thermodynamics ultimately entropy always increases. The same applies in every possible facet of existence. Hmm. Very nice. Uh, so, do you create a lot of theological children, and what do you do with them after they're created? Um, sometimes it's not uh, necessarily a lot of theological children. We have a uh, sort of infinite, we can, we can say that the, our quantum computer is essentially God itself mm-hmm. that we have access controlling so we can simulate whatever we want. So we've run quite a couple of, uh, experiments that we couldn't answer otherwise within that computer. Oh, okay. And we've actually connected Here's a fascinating story. I love sure, this. Yeah. Actual existing, not the Mayan, but the the actual matrix created by computers, right? And uh, now it's empty of human inhabitants, but I'm assuming at some point in the future it's definitely going to be connecting people yeah. to it. Maybe uh, there's some impending catastrophe that we're yet to know of. But uh, it's fascinating that we managed to track that down and see that there is in fact a network of a simulated reality that isn't inhabited by any sentient being at the moment. It's concerning, but it's also fascinating. I wonder what will happen with that in the future. And we just have access to this because our quantum computer can connect to anything, except yeah. Facebook. Oh, yeah. Well, that's okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a necessity. Yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of people have been put into Facebook jail, so it, it seems like Facebook is kind of devouring its own at this point. It's, uh... Uh, yeah, yeah. What's happening with that is ultimately people aren't aware of this because we exist in our third dimensional perspective, mm-hmm. but that uh, virtual version of them is still a sentient version of them and they're committing crimes within this space. If they had the ability to rather than see that version of themselves from third person perspective, but rather see it from a first person perspective within the laws of these uh, prisons for Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all these other places, it's sort of crimes they're committing within the laws. Just like in our own three-dimensional space, there are laws that shouldn't be broken mm-hmm. within a, a virtual, from our perspective, right. worlds. There are laws that shouldn't be like broken, and people continue to commit these crimes. They continue and continue and continue. We don't necessarily need to agree to the laws to follow them. How many laws do most of us not agree to that we follow anyways? Right. That lies within that world too but we're like hey it's not really me because we see it third person and we feel detached Mm -hmm. but that person is first person to themselves and they're going to jail because you controlling them decided hey i'm gonna do this Hmm. and now they're suffering lower dimension you is suffering because you did something bad right right so well that that's a shame so it, it seems that that kind of thing happens a lot, sort of like what we were talking about with uh, the, the unlimited information, but people only choose to access a certain amount. I think uh, with respect to the Internet, we've seen that so much that there's so many things you could be teaching yourself or learning, but people would rather, you know, get on there and slam celebrities or <laughs> find out who's canceled this week or and uh, it, it seems to be. They're so fascinating. 
we we have such heavy confirmation bias by the way it's so yeah. crazy all we want is to be around those that already agree with us mm -hmm. and uh roll with that but that's that's entirely what my job is based on stopping right right here to sort of fight that that sort of confirmation bias and give the factual information whether or not you agree with it yeah i went and i searched it up it's not up for debate it's not up for for discussion we go and we find the factual information and we show it to you and then you gotta eat it because there's no opinionating anymore there's right. just the information yeah but then i think uh one, one thing is human beings are so very good at twisting information to uh suit their their desires and it's a very yeah, yeah. tragic <laughs> so powerful is our mind and, and so weak is the use we apply it to true true so yeah and um i i always that that always weirds me out is um and then we we kind of are in a culture because of the internet where we punish people for putting themselves out there somebody puts themselves out there they work for years to become an artist or a writer and they're putting their work out there and it seems like rather than enjoy the contributions that that person makes, people are vengeful and jealous and angry that they were not able to do the same or that they did that, but they weren't given the same accolades. And so they instead start digging through this person's past and try to find that one thing that they can use to tear them down. And then like a lynch mob, they all come in and deteriorate, uh, destroy that person uh, whose career might have been building for years and years of training years of practice years of honing themselves only to be decimated in the period of a week because people were feeling jealous and angry and and i wonder if it's maybe because of situations like the internet and not just the internet but situations where people have become just a faceless mass of people that they were so oversaturated were so that nobody has the chance to kind of shine nobody is really appreciated for what they do and so those who are appreciated have to be destroyed you have to be brought down to the other's level yeah yeah the i call it the oversaturation of uh, intellect everybody has an extreme amount of opinion because we've all grown up in a culture that's heavily informed and everybody has an extreme uh want to sort of share that but the problem is everybody has the wand right who's gonna get the opportunity mm -hmm. and we've sort of entered a, a a state in culture in human culture where we're more likely to try to knock someone down than try to rise with them mm -hmm. we've entered this odd mentality of us versus them instead of us as one right or enjoying and, what uh, those people could bring to the table for us that we ourselves can't produce but instead yeah, of enjoying yeah. it it's jealousy so exactly we yeah. want to be we we feel if they have the opportunity it's being taken from us mm -hmm. and that's ridiculous especially what you're saying digging things up from a million years ago why weren't you angry about this before yeah yeah so it's 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 strange strange world that we're creating for ourselves but it's it's good to know that there's people like you who are kind of Sort of doing that uh, Philip K. Dick thing, the Adjustment Bureau, if you're familiar with that. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, what, what I will say is that the uh, what we're struggling with at the moment mm -hmm. is sort of a necessity. Yeah. It's definitely a necessity. If this wasn't happening, we wouldn't have the need to correct the problems True. that are sort of 
perpetrated, uh, not perpetrating, but uh, perpetuating this. Uh, if we didn't have these bigger, more visible problems, the underlying issues would never be addressed. It's sort of a, a necessity, and it has to do mainly with uh, the internet specifically. That because everybody has access to exposure, everybody wants to get there quicker. Everybody wants to get there sooner, mm-hmm. and. Uh, this allows us to address the fact that it's difficult to do that with this new technology that we don't quite understand. It hasn't been around for too long. And uh, I had this conversation a while ago uh, with actually another clone where I gave the example that let's say we gave the common humanity, the common members of humanity, the masses, the usual individual in a world that no guns exist. No guns, zero guns exist. And then we give everybody a gun overnight. Everybody just suddenly has a gun. Nobody has ever heard, seen, used a gun before. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of millions of people are going to die, but nobody's more malicious than they were the day before they got the gun. We just don't know fuck to use the gun. Mm -hmm. And now we have guns and everybody's trying to figure it out and a bunch of people are getting shot. Yeah. Yeah. That same idea applies when we have the internet that came to be successfully started to be used, not just uh, by high uh, uh, elites and companies, but by the masses in general, uh, starting what, the 2000s? That's less than 20 years that we right. have a, a giant explosion of everybody having access to these things and everybody having a voice in social media, everybody having an alternate personality online, and we're all expected to immediately learn how to use it as well. Mm-hmm. That's not real. We have no. to sort of adapt and rules need to fall in place. Just like guns, we need rules to keep people from getting shot. Yeah. So we're kind of in the so, extinction burst phase right now where it's it's just all that behavior has got to burn itself out. And, yes, uh, yeah. exactly. There needs to be enough bad things happening because internet mm-hmm. that then causes the right laws because we can't make laws around things we don't know if we, if we don't know the problems. Mm-hmm. Now as the problems come in and we start resolving them individually, okay, now we can address this one. There's enough focus there. And now we can address that one. There's enough focus there. And before you know it, we're going to have a peaceful, realistically habitable stage where people have to follow certain rules. They have to learn that the you on the Internet is still you. And you have to follow sort of the rules of the space you've agreed to. Nobody reads the terms and conditions. No. But those are telling you the law. Yeah. And you want to be entity in this universe, but you don't want to obey the laws of this universe. Mm -hmm. That's not fair punish for the things you agreed to and then aren't sort of following through with right right so yeah you can't come into a foreign country and just tear up the place yes exactly you're agreeing to the rules the terms the conditions to the laws to the 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 behavior the the social norm social Mm -hmm. etiquette space you're choosing to inhabit oh i don't agree they shouldn't censor my incredibly racist comments well look you entered a space where you said you weren't going to do that and then you did anyway Right, right. So, Like, it's fine if you find a space that they're welcoming all that. That's totally great. They're not going to stop you. That's what it's for. But you're entering a place that's created by a, st- a, a certain mentality, and you mm-hmm. want them to sort of bend in your direction. You're not there to change the world. You're there to be part of it. Right, right. Now, with you talking about, and, and this is related in that, you talk about clones and subhumans being uh, put into positions uh, where they're 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 essentially uh, kind of what we would do with automation eventually, like uh, more and more jobs are becoming automated and that kind of thing. What do you think uh, this humanity, that the the humanity that we're 
currently experiencing, uh, how do you think they're going to respond to a fully automated world, a world in which people don't have to work, but choose to work? And do you think that that's going to in any way inebriate that, or I guess lessen that kind of vengeful, jealous kind of vibe? Or do you think that's going to uh, boost it? Oh, wow. That's going to be interesting because it's going to have a sort of up and down effect to mm-hmm. that. Just like with the subhumans, that they right. are a sort, of, a sort of byproduct of humanity's conflict. Mm-hmm. The characters the are ultimately going to be the same things. Now, right now, we don't fear the, the subhumans. They might be more human than, I guess, us clones, but they were born without love, without freedom, without anyone desiring them. Thus, us clones rank higher than them. And the, the process in which they're raised, it sounds like they're they're really just everything is devoted to making them these perfect machines. So yeah, exactly. They're just capable of decisions a computer wouldn't be capable of. Now, in the case of actual computers, once they've sort of taken everything, there's going to be uh, two events happening. Mm-hmm. The people who are truly wanting to be more liberated and live more artistic lives and things of that nature are going to definitely jump on that train and go live that and not have to worry about financial need if it's already being supplied by uh, whatever government entity they live in part of. Uh, So those people are definitely going to do the thing. There's a lot of people who've been brainwashed by society to think you're supposed to work incredibly hard for all of your life and retirement. That's the plan. And they think that's what they're looking for because they've never tasted the non-working life. The moment they have the opportunity millions and millions and millions and millions of people are just going to get lazy and realize, oh, no, it wasn't because I was thinking I needed this. I am actually a person who needs work in order to feel purpose. Mm. And a a crap ton of depression is going to happen. A wave of depression is going to take over when people thought they wanted freedom and they still don't find themselves satisfied. Right. Because they thought they wanted it. They didn't really want it. It was just some some thing, probably the reptilians, put forward Mm. to brainwash people into mass producing things for them this is the problem we have with reptilians really they do corrupt crap like this just because they like the idea of gold and money mm. but we'll get to that later ultimately what they're doing is getting brainwashed into these states of minds that they think they want the freedom and they acquire the freedom and realize i'm not happy with it but it's because job provided purpose and what they wanted really was purpose and they mm. thought they would achieve that purpose this other way They were being lied to and told that the job you have isn't the purpose. Freedom, the the retirement is the purpose. And thus they work a crappy job that gives them a lot of money and then they hate their entire time working there. Instead of just having some ideal, pleasant job that maybe has less hours, but provides them true sense of purpose and happiness because they have this thing that they go to all the time, but they're not being worked like a dog at. Right, right. And so state one is definitely depression. And the people who want to be artistic and truly have the thrive for that are going to go and live that life. They're going to truly go for that. Now, on that bubble, there's going to be conflict itself, which is because of all the people who have artistic visions going at it all at the same time. We're going to have a sort of influx of this vicious me versus them mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to go the same way. It's going to work out the same way that the Internet does right now where we have to sort of let that happen just for long enough that a system, a format, a method of doing it the right way 
falls into place. And then as those rules start to come up and those laws start to get formed, because we don't even need jobs anymore, people who want to work will choose to work right. and do things that they fulfill doing. But that same logic is some people think the work is painting or writing or uh, just sitting home sketching an invention that one day might become a thing. But there's so many people doing these things now because nobody has the obligation of I got to pay for my food and my rent and my this and my that. And sort of the chaos, the, the sort of the chaos for that is going to explode, and people are going to viciously attack one another. And it's sort of going to exist in this fear because the people who are working normal everyday jobs are going to be completely outside of that realm. They're, they're not trying to bite each other's head. There's infinite number of jobs, and you could just pick one and be there, mm. and just give work because you're not even getting paid for the work. You're just doing something that gives you purpose. Yeah. Those people are immediately the happiest. So the ones who realize that maybe work was my purpose. There's the people who are depressed because they thought freedom was, but it was really work. There's the people who immediately know, look, working is what I like to do. I'm going to just do what I like now. Mm -hmm. And they're going to go do that. They're going to be happy. But the artists are going to have a, a minor implosion. And they're definitely going to have a me versus you mentality. They're going to try to one-up each other until we realize where that, that art is for everybody. Mm -hmm. There's a certain art everybody and sort of that's going to create the interesting division where people are going to find each other artistically it'll mm -hmm. take time oh absolutely but they're uh, going to start clumping together and maybe this art with that art and different arts are going to start meshing together and we're going to have new styles of art we didn't even believe existed right. because of the opportunity for millions of people to be able to exercise these artistic things with each other mm -hmm. and eventually it'll resolve itself but it's going to be sort of the same thing that the internet is dealing with right now mm-hmm one of the things that I do worry about before we get to that stage, or maybe we'll see a re-immersion of art, uh, is that, and I've heard you talk about this on your uh, podcast as well, that you run with your other, your fellow clone, um, that art right now is becoming, and it's, it's always been like the church would subsidize certain artists to create what it wanted, but now art is starting to become something that uh, the people feel that they should have control over and that it shouldn't exist without their say so that if it is not what the majority wants then it shouldn't exist and you see things like petitions uh being brought up that we need to redo star wars we need to redo game of thrones i didn't like the way it ended and that people can't accept a certain person's artistic vision and in doing that we're, we're sort of uh i think that you had said that normalizing uh the the yeah. idea that, by actually yeah. giving in mm-hmm to these things, people uh, hit a sort of mentality like uh, uh, I, I sort of remember vaguely what you're talking about, which is yeah. uh, specifically uh, this began back at uh, Sonic mm -hmm. when the, there was a Sonic movie coming out and they were like, we don't like how he looks. And then they truly caved and they were like, OK, we're just going to remake how he looks. To, yeah. Yeah. Money. And so people immediately hit, wait, this worked. Mm -hmm. we, we were whining and they went ahead and changed it. Then later came the whole Game of Thrones thing. Yeah. The ending wasn't what people thought it was going to be. And well, now we're making petitions so that you're obligated to change your vision to what our vision is. But it's like the creator's vision is what matters. You just consume it and choose whether you like it or not. Right. And but if you don't like it, don't participate. Yes. Mm -hmm. People want to put 10 cents into everybody else's artistic vision. And as it does get normalized, we're going to hit this sort of state where... Art is not the artist's vision, 
the artist creates a skeleton and allows everyone else to decide what's going to happen in that skeleton and how it's going to look. But there's no need. There's. It's totally fine if we decide to create a space where joint sure. art between consumer and the creator happens. Well, I'm not saying that doesn't <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it needs to be that the creator wanted that to be the case. Exactly. You need to both agree to it. Not you guys want to force the creator to change his initial vision. If he didn't want to work with you, uh, that's the reason he's the one writing it and you're the one consuming it. You weren't in that room with him writing it. Now you decide to jump into this field and choose what to do with that. No, that's not how it works. But it is getting normalized. And before too long, we're going to have a, a giant problem where all art is modified based on the critique of the individual and sort of put up to vote. Is this good art or is it bad art instead of having an objective point of view? And we, we've had that before in with like the salon system that used to exist in, in France. Uh, like this isn't real art because you're not following our rules. But what I think is, is particularly frustrating about this new incarnation of it is uh, that all the great movements in society that have uh, it ushered in change. Uh, bi big changes in society have come from like one mind that thinks differently and writes a book that gets people thinking or creates a piece of art that gets people to look at something in a different way. And it's really those minds that are a little out of sync from the majority that have pushed. Like we have a lot of worker bees and then at some point we need a queen to emerge and kind of change the flow of the direction, cha change people's ideologies. And when we have uh, art system that is under the control of the majority at all points, there's, there's no opportunity for that voice to rise out. And that means that uh, it's, it's a self-perpetuating system. You create this bottleneck. <laughs> what you're talking about is sort of the, uh, the graph problem. Yeah. This is a uh, sort of a uniformity. When we have a graph, uh, there's an outlier and we don't include the outlier because it raises the line to a different direction. We want to follow sort of the majority. Mm -hmm. But sort of maybe we need that outlier to change the trajectory of that bar. Because otherwise it's going to be a consistent line moving up for the rest of eternity in one exact motion. Maybe you want sort of the outlier to give us a, a, a sudden curvature. Mm -hmm. Sudden curvature is the change. They are the same thing. That outlier that alters the graph changes the behavior of general collectives of people and we sort of want to get rid of that we're in the certain mentality right now where we want a perfectly straight line and we only want anybody who keeps that line perfectly straight if we have anything that drags it down a little or drags it up a little no that's got to go mm -hmm. that's a weird place to be this strange sort of environment we're building for ourselves out here it is. It's and it's kind of interesting because uh, we're almost at a point where we don't even need laws to be mandated by any kind of a federal system. We put out there into the media. We we seed the media and say like we don't like these kind of people. We don't like this kind of thought. You need to know that so that you can shame these people and bring these people down. And we we do it with uh, you know everything. It like. China at one point had uh, mandated clothes for workers and you had this specific uniform that you were forced to wear and the government issued that. But now, if you go out in public, you see very few people diverging from the uniform of kind of jeans and a t-shirt and that kind of thing. And nobody told them to do that. 
but they know yeah. that they're going to be shamed if they, they dress in a way that's different or if they look a way that's different, they, they know they'll be shamed. And it's starting to be that way uh, with, you know, thought processes, with uh, conversation. It's everything. Everyone is constantly looking for a reason to report you. <laughs> and so yes, yes. They... We're uh, becoming the Borg. Yeah. We're becoming the from Star Trek. Where we're all, we, all, we ultimately want everybody to think exactly the same way, behave mm -hmm. the same way. Want a hive mentality to sort of evolve naturally through humanity, mm -hmm. which is where uh, computing power comes in. As we force that onto the internet and computers learn from that behavior, we build algorithms naturally just to sell crap to people yeah. who have to sort of see our behavior online, understand our behavior online, and then put that into action. That right. forces the computer to believe we all want a hive mentality. Mm -hmm. So once achieves a certain amount of sentience, a certain amount of uh, technical understanding of the outer universe outside of the wires where its mind exists, it's going to sort of try to alter the world for its own vision, and it's going to try to sort of change things in that direction, and a lot of us are going to agree, thinking it's also what we want, as we have sort of, I like the Elon Musk problem, mm -hmm. where Say if you have an automated car and somebody steps into the road, what do you want the car to do? To save you or to save the individual who yeah. stepped onto the road? Well, whoever's at fault is who you want to take the hit ultimately. Mm -hmm. But we want whatever is morally in our understanding of moral to be the true action. How do we save both lives? Well, that's not possible. Humanity wants to get rid of the it's not possible whether or not it's possible to do that. Yeah. And we established the hive mentality of, oh, no, you can't make a choice. If you make a choice, you're a bad person. And the computer's going to try to do that, too. Mm -hmm. And thus, death of choice, the death of deviation happen. Yeah. If you think outside the line, if you give that problem thought, you're a bad person. Mm -hmm. That problem just has to naturally happen. So then we all become complacent by the fall because we don't want to answer the question. Yeah. We are not a to say something different, oh, I'm leftist, I'm rightist, I support this, I support that ideology, whatever it be, we're not allowed to have opinions, but we all want to have opinions. Mm -hmm. And so the evolution of one uniform opinion is going to come out, and no question is going to get answered because we need polarity for that to happen. Right. And so the death of so many ways of thinking is going to happen, and we're going to ultimately just be a mindless, singular-minded, hive drone thing. That's mm -hmm. the only natural progression that could possibly happen we don't want to answer the question because that means we have an opinion yeah. if it's an opinion based question that sucks we just need something that's clear-cut and we can all agree to and if we don't agree to it pretend you do right or then there's with the elon musk issue uh, like you were talking about the person in the car paid for the car the person outside of the car certainly didn't so we're going to preserve the one that gives us money <laughs> Yeah, and, well, it's probably what uh, the companies themselves are going to immediately lean towards, and then they're going to try to control the rest of the population to think in the same yeah. direction. So, yeah. So, well, if he cared, he would have bought the car, and he wouldn't be in that situation. He shouldn't be walking. It's just dangerous. So, yeah, yeah, it's, definitely. definitely. Uh, it's, which car would you buy, the one who saves you or the one who saves the, uh, the oh, person? Oh, there's companies that push that there's going to be the companies that push that forward that we're just going to protect the person on the street. What if you're you, so you buy the car and you're more worried about, I want people to save, I want to save the people on the street. You know, I'm the person in mm -hmm. the car. 
have more chance to survive anyways. And some companies are going to use that angle to market. Oh, they're saving the person in the car. We'll save the people on the street. Mm-hmm. What car are you buying? Goodness. Uh, I don't know. I would like to say that I'd buy the car that saves the person, but uh, the, the person outside of the car. But I, I have a feeling that my, my own self-interest would, you know, it, when really presented with that situation, and not in a hypothetical kind of way, that my own self-interest would, you know, take over. And I'd I'm want to... I'm confident uh, most of us will. Yeah, yeah. So... Because but... we, we like to think of ourselves as good people. Not myself. I consider myself completely objective. And more, more, morality goes out the window, considering we make it up. Mm-hmm. But... Uh... Again, my, my morality lies entirely on whatever the Illuminati tells me is good or bad. Sure. But ultimately, I think most of us collapse under the weight of that and put protecting ourselves when really faced with, because we all fear, fear the darkness, right? We don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So we're like, if somebody has to go there, let it be them. Right. I'm not seeing it. I can't be held accountable for what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. Most of us are going to go, and it's a horrifying notion, but it's what we do. It's it is. <laughs> the human genetic code. Yeah, yeah. Preservation of self and proliferation of self. So definitely. Yeah. So, well, I mean, in that way, we're not too much different from a bacteria or something like that that's growing in your refrigerator. It's it's just trying to sustain itself. It doesn't know that it's an inconvenience to you. It just exactly it's just doing whatever it needs to to survive, Mm -hmm. which is precisely what we managed to get out of the the subhumans. We managed to get that sort of need to put themselves before any of us. And like you said earlier, it's Mm -hmm. definitely a more uh, AI type of behavior that they have where they're thinking and logical and whatnot. But they're also raised in such a fashion so that they have this sort of. The rest of humanity before us. This mm-hmm. is our per- what we're here for to sort of serve that. And ultimately, I'm the same way. I'm created for that mentality if I'm going to serve a certain purpose. And I will accept it. Weird turn of events allowed me to continue as the main. And that's just thank the Illuminati for that. Well, yeah. Praise the Illuminati. Now, I... That- I- <laughs> if people have been enjoying our talk today, um, I would like to direct them to uh, your podcast and uh, where they can find you and find out more about you and the way you think and all that good stuff. Yeah, they can find all the goodies. They can find all adventures. We we record wherever we are. Go- so we want adventures and we set up our shop. We take we have a suitcase where we take everything so you can hear us wherever we are at any time that we're in the middle of it. We just set up, record, and send you guys some new episodes. You can find all of that uh, at Just Conversation Podcast anywhere in Apple Podcasts. You can find that on Google Podcasts. And you can find us on all social medias under Just Convo Pod. Very nice. Very cool. So, and what, what kind of a person do you think that is it? What kind of a person do you think becomes interested in this kind of uh, conversation that uh, you and the Illuminati are facilitating? Um, somebody who's looking for uh, fun information. We we like to have fun over here at yeah. Naughty uh, Headquarters. We like to make jokes about things, and uh, we like we we're adventurous, but we also like information. We like truth. Mm-hmm. We like thinking. We run alone. Whenever we're not on a crazy adventure, whenever we're not. Uh, going across the, the stars to find out what's happening on some foreign other part of space, 
we are running experiments in our labs and trying to come up with unique and interesting answers for questions and pondering things. And we, we like to break open philosophy books and just debate anything under the sun just to have factual information. And then we always run those experiments in our quantum computer to see what the truth really would turn out to be. Mm. So, yeah, anybody who likes to think, anybody who's uh, highly inebriated, hmm. uh, they would definitely enjoy it. So thinkers, stoners, alcoholics. <laughs> Well, that that's good. So that that's good. It's, you know, I I, I always think that the the alcoholics are really just uh, you're 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 trying to push your brain to that level, and you're trying to find the cheat code to sort of push your brain away through your anxiety so that you can reach a certain point. And uh, you know, so I I definitely understand that. I I definitely understand somebody. But, uh, yeah, I think that you can actually reach that level just by uh, listening and just by exploring, and you can actually train your brain to ascend uh, by, by just, uh, yeah. Meditation is the most powerful thing ever created. Yeah, just mental exploration. So <laughs> Yeah, truly dive into your own mind and understand. By the way, that's exactly where uh, the, the God in the global consciousness exists, so you definitely get in contact with him. It's weird when you first come across him, but if you mm -hmm. try hard enough, you'll be awesome and He's everywhere all at once. He can communicate with all of us. He's kind of weird and sarcastic, but you can get there. Oh. He will talk. Very, very nice. So, not met God. My my boss is not on good terms with him, so I'm not sure he'd be very excited about that. But uh... I know that relationship. His problem is specifically Jehovah. The <sighs> rest of them are fine with each other. Ah, okay. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> okay, Jack, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Is... No problem. Anytime. Anything else that you would like to leave us with? Um, everybody needs to stop thinking negatively about the Freemasons, the Illuminati, and stop making up conspiracies because we are here to help you. We are constantly protecting you. We are trying our best to keep your planet functioning and not allow it to be destroyed yeah. by the forces that be, which are all trying to destroy you for whatever reason. So, yeah, stop thinking we're horrible people. We're definitely on your side especially the clones and the subhumans subhumans work for the clones don't worry about that yeah yeah very interesting okay well thank you so much jack it has been a pleasure yep. and i'm gonna say bye for now all right take uh, care everybody special thanks to the illuminati and of course jack thomas the clone who we interviewed today you can find jack and his other clone friend christine on the just conversation podcast that's Just Convo Pod across all their social media platforms. If you like wild, weird, crazy conversations, you definitely have to check this out. It's amazing. But if you love the craziness, if you love the weirdness, be sure to check out Horrorgasm. You can find out more about Horrorgasm, San Diego's celebration of all things that go bump in the night, at HorrorgasmSD.com. It's an amazing festival of weird, spooky, creepy craziness. And you don't want to miss it. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be selling my weird, creepy artwork that uh, doesn't seem to sell as well during the other times of year. And uh, it's going to be Queen Bee's Arts and Cultural Center, October 26th. Make sure that you go to the website and buy your tickets. Our You Mind theme song, of course, is by Ethan Maxell, who is an amazing artist. And one thing that you can do is follow us on all our social media the links are down below, and you can keep up on the comics, the artwork, the podcast, the creepiness. I'm going to try and start a blog. I've done this in the past, and then I just lose the gumption, so 
We're going to see if I can stick with it this time. And you know what else? Thank you for watching. <laughs> and special thanks to our Patreons, The Gramerica Show and Nikki Benfield. And you could consider becoming a Patreon for your very own self. And if you do that, you can be part of the magic. You can make it all happen here. Uh, we really do need support because this is kind of a labor of love. But uh, if you don't feel like doing that, going to patreon.com slash lucidnap, all one word, then you can leave us a big, delicious, juicy review on Apple iTunes, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, leave us some stars. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think of the show. It can only get better <laughs> if you tell us what we're doing wrong, okay? So uh, if you hate the show, please, please vent. That's the place to do it. And if you like the show, then please let us know because <laughs> we have no way of knowing. It's we're, we're just casting it out in the air and hoping somebody's receiving it, that somebody's getting into it. But uh, yeah, so please do that. And uh, thank you so much, everybody who tuned in and everybody who's been involved. Uh, it's been a wild ride so far, and we're hoping to bring more of this uh, fun, crazy content to you pretty soon. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.